Welcome to the Swike Podcast, the only podcast that shares the stuff you didn't know you needed to know about jobs, careers, and life. The Swike Podcast, the stuff I wish I knew earlier. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. I thought I'd go into a bit of a series on different personas of people as they go through their uh, career and their life. So for this series, I wanted to do one on recent grads, right? And usually when I encounter a recent grad, they fall into one, one of three camps. So the first camp is that they are uh, employed and they're in their area of interest. And I call it the area of interest instead of area of study, just because sometimes when you graduate, you actually end up in a different area than your uh than you actually studied with, than you got a degree with, but that's your area of interest. The second camp is that you are employed, but not in your area of interest. And potentially that could be in your area of study, but you realize shortly thereafter that that's not what you want to get into. Or it could be that you're in some sort of survival job or a stepping stone job or something in the middle, so that you're on your way to, to get into something that you really want to be doing. And then the third one is uh, when you don't have a job, right? So you graduated and for whatever reason, you didn't uh, land a job. So uh, I'll break it into a three-part series and and this uh, episode will be dedicated to that last one. So in this series, this is for all those folks who graduated and they don't have a job uh, waiting for them and they now have to go on the arduous journey in order to get a job. So for someone who is a recent grad and a, and a job seeker, I usually put them in, in one of four areas and, or uh, things that they need to do. And then there's a final area that kind of brings them all together, right? So the first one is based on your work experience. So either you have some related work experience, right, in whatever degree that you're doing or area of interest that you want to get into. Uh, the second one is, is you have somewhat related uh, experience where usually that's based on some sort of transferable skill sets. It could be just a part-time job uh, in, in retail and quick serve or whatever, but oftentimes you can still translate a lot of that into uh, work experience. And then the third category is if you don't have work experience at all, right? Um, and when you're in any one of those camps, then things like your resume become a little bit more challenging to do because obviously if you have no work experience, then uh, it's a little bit harder to uh, put something on your resume. Uh, whereas if, if you have some work experience, whether it's related or not, it's, it's easier. So if we talk about the work experience first, then what I'd encourage you to do is to get more relevant work experience, right? So allocate some time in your day, in your week, uh, half an hour, uh, an hour, half a day, a, a day in, in your uh, in entire work week in, in order to uh, go and get something. So depending on what type of situation you're in, you're either uh, one where you uh, are on the full-time job hunt, right? Where you have nothing but time in order to seek that job. Some of you might be in more survival mode where you might need a, a survival job in, in the uh, daytime in order to pay some bills so you need something quick right so whether you pick up an uh, an uber uh, delivery or you uh, pick a quick serve job just go to the local mall and hand out resumes or whatever sometimes you got to do what, what, what you got to do right but but for the folks that have a little bit more time uh, on their hands and a little bit more uh, kind of runway in order to land something then this is some of the advice that if you can dedicate more time the better right so getting that relevant work experience and and how do you do that if you don't have a job well it's through things like volunteering right so going out there and finding the the area that you're in, interested in go volunteer there right so volunteer doesn't have to be just kind of the, the standard volunteer at the food bank or, or the community center or what have you. It could also be 
in the area of, of study that you're in. So oftentimes there's a professional organization for your particular uh, group, right? So uh, if you're an, an accountant, uh, there's the, the CPA in, in, in Canada um, that, that you could volunteer for. If you're in, in the engineering, there's the uh, professional engineers associations, the, the various ones that are out there. If you're in marketing, there, there's some two sales or development or whatever. There's a whole bunch of different ones out there depending on the area of interest. So go and find one of your local associations and basically uh, volunteer for them, right? Ideally in your area of study as well. So if you're volunteering for uh, kind of the, the HR association, well, volunteer to recruit for people that are coming in or uh, providing some insights or, or research and related, related to uh, human resources, what have you, right? So go the, the extra mile instead of just the, the, the stuff around um, that, that's just organizing events or what have you. Um, but keep in mind that organizing events can be quite helpful because it gets you access to the different panelists, the different people that will be interested or are part of the organization. And when you make a good impression on those folks, then oftentimes you uh, can get opportunities uh, waiting for you as well. So go out there and get some work experience. And it could be through, like I said, the volunteering, could be through a, a, a part-time job, um, and, and then you become in that second category where it, you have a job but not necessarily in your area of interest. Uh, it could also be a personal project, right? Something that you do based on like your own kind of homework assignment <laughs> that you give yourself and uh, you put into practice all the theory that you've learned in school, right? So that's really uh, culminating s some of the, the learnings and saying, okay, can I learn? Can I get this to go better? Can I grow and grow and grow and, and demonstrate that ability uh, that you could do in, in, your, in your future job, right? So get that work experience. So allocate some time to do that. And then you'll have some stuff in your resume to, to be able to put on, right? Um, so speaking of resumes, so so I put folks in in well multiple camps, but generally you you either have a, a really uh, well written resume, it, it looks good, it, it's reverse engineered, it's it's upgraded to achievements. Sometimes it, it it doesn't have those those achievements because again you haven't necessarily worked to exceed expectations. Uh, if you're not a reverse engineering it, well then you just have a resume, right? Some people don't even have a resume at all, right? So if we start at the bottom and you don't even have a resume, well, go out there and, and get one, right? You can do a, a Google search on all sorts of different templates that, that you can find, whether it's the default from like Google Docs or Microsoft Word or whatever. The template matters less than the actual content inside, right? You want it to make it look good, right? You can choose from the standard kind of one column format or the two column format, whichever one you, you choose, uh, but make sure that it looks clean and consistent. Right, making sure that all your dates look the same, all the bullets look the same, all the headers and everything look consistent uh, across the uh, resume that you have. And then what you want to do is make sure you reverse engineer. Right, And uh, you can watch the video for details, but essentially what you want to do is grab the job description. Right, So my view is that every resume should only exist with a, with a job description or at least a job in mind. And you basically take the first bullet in the responsibilities, the qualifications, or whatever they're requiring, and copy it, and then paste it into your uh, resume, right? In the area, in the job, in the schoolwork, in the extracurricular that you did, that best demonstrates your ability to do that. And uh, when you do that, you want to paraphrase it, right? You don't want to plagiarize. <laughs> you want to make it uh, similar, maybe keep 60, 70, 80% of the words there, 40% if, if that's all it is, but tailor it to your particular circumstance, right? And use as many of the words as you can, and that's reverse engineering the job posting. Then you want to upgrade the bullets, right? So can you uh, elevate it for expectations, right? Um, do, you, do you even know what the expectations? Did you do a good job, right? And usually it's one of three things. Time, 
cost or quality, right? So did you do it faster or did you keep clients longer um, than, than the typical requirement? Did you uh, increase revenue or decrease expenses, right? Uh, or did you have more compliments or fewer complaints or errors in there, right? And usually it's any one of those three. Sometimes there's a proxy or, or a something that takes its place that you can indicate one of those ones but go through your, your volunteering your part-time job your personal project whatever and what is the benchmark do you know what good is Do you know what great is for that role and see if you can turn good to great right and that doesn't mean that every single bullet will be upgraded but if the more that you can the more competitive that you will be and then uh, if you have that format if you have, if you're reverse engineered and uh, you're, you're bullets are all upgraded, then you have a really solid resume there. And just, it's just a matter of turning that uh, quality up now into quantity where you want to apply to uh, as many jobs as you can. But uh, ahead of that, what I encourage everyone to do is actually start with interview practice, right? So if you actually are doing the resume setup like I mentioned, you're actually already doing interview practice. The only thing that you need to do is practice verbalizing it and being able to say it in one, two, three minutes, right? The, tell me about yourself. Where do you see yourself in five years? What are your strengths and weaknesses? Google the, the most uh, prevalent questions out, out there and, and pick and practice, right? Practice one a day, practice 10 a day if you can manage, right? Because uh, the, you'll eventually get an interview, right? And, and from that interview, that, that'll get your offer, right? So you don't want to be cramming the night before because oftentimes uh, it, it's hard to get from like a, a zero to a 10 out of 10 overnight, right? But if you do it slowly, then today you're, you're a one out of 10 and then you get to a two tomorrow and then next week you're a three and four and five. And by the time you do have an interview, you're already operating at an eight out of 10, uh, nine out of 10 in terms of your answers for your interview questions. So practice the, the, the standard questions out there and also reverse engineer the job posting. Right. And, and, and uh, what that, that is in the context of interviews is to say, um, take the bullet points there and turn it into a question. So tell me about a time when you demonstrated whatever the first bullet says. Tell me about a time when you demonstrated whatever the second bullet point says and third and fourth and fifth and keep on going down, down, down. Because chances are the types of questions they'll ask will be related to the job description. So you want to make sure that you're able to answer those questions. And again, improve it if you, if you uh, don't feel that you're adequate, right? Give yourself a score. You're six out of 10, you're an eight out of 10, you're a two out of 10, whatever it is, the next time you do it, get better and better and better, right? And I encourage folks to review it the next day or at least in the afternoon because oftentimes there's a difference between what you said and what you thought, right? And sometimes when you watch it right away, it's like, yeah, that, that makes sense. But you watch it the next day, it's like, oh, wow, <laughs> I totally missed the mark because I thought I said it, but I didn't actually say it. So it, a typical day would be uh, review what you wrote, what you recorded the day before, you record some new ones uh, with the feedback that you have and then repeat every day as many as you can, right? And you'll find that uh, you'll improve, improve, and interviewing is a skill that you want to get better and better at. And then the, the, the third component of, of the job, well, actually the fourth one now is, is, is networking, right? So uh, you have great work experience that you're improving. You have a good resume. You're practicing your interview questions. Now you want to develop your, your network, right? And the order that I usually do it is you practice your interview questions, you network, then you do your resume, and then you fill everything else with work experience. Or depending on, on how uh, low your work experience is, you might want to do that before um, your resumes. So in order to develop your network, you want to figure out, well, who should you know, right? Who has the job that you want? Who is in the groups, in the companies, in the areas that you want? And search on LinkedIn, search on Google, search on your alumni sites and figure out who are 
people of interest, right? Who are people who have uh, the same degree, came from the same school, and are doing cool and interesting things, right? Sometimes they're the usual suspects where it was the type of work that you expected to be doing when you graduate. Sometimes it's something totally different, and you're like, oh, I didn't know someone with my degree could do that, and uh, reach out to them, right? Uh, you can find out a little bit more about them, maybe some of the certifications they did on the way, some of the uh, different courses and examinations and, and all that sort of stuff. Perhaps reach out right, on, on, on LinkedIn, send a personalized connection request, uh, send an email if you can find them, and be polite and don't have any expectations that they'll respond and be pleasantly surprised when they do. And then what you want to do is to be curious, be interested, and look to add value. And when you do that, uh, you approach networking uh, like I do, which I call BMC, Build Meaningful Connections. So you first want to make connections at the end, right? Start at the end and make connections, reaching out to those people. And then you want to turn those connections to be a little bit more meaningful. And meaningful is, is as I mentioned, you, you're curious, you're interested in looking to add value, right? And the last part about adding value, I usually put into four areas, right? That is, uh, you want to either... Um, be curious and interested, right? That was the first part. Well, actually, that's outside of that. So the first one is you have some sort of experience uh, that you are able to do. Like, oh, I know how to do that. I can help you with that. That's not a problem. Um, so they, they have a, a challenge, and you can help them with that. The second one is a resource. You have a person. You, have, you know someone that can do it, right? You can't do it yourself, but you know someone that can. The third is a resource, right? So you, you uh, read a blog, a, a, a podcast, a uh, an app or whatever it is that you found and uh, you want to share it with that person right and, and the last one if if there's nothing is your time right spend the weekend spend an hour spend a day trying to figure out one of those other three <laughs> in order to help them out right and and at the end of your networking as you connect with someone you send that message you get off the zoom call uh, you, you finish the coffee or the lunch or whatever it is then you want to take some time to reflect and not just for your networking, for all of the other activities and say, okay, what did I do well and what could I do better? Right? And every day what you want to do is do the things that you wanted to do, that you did well. So you want to repeat that. And then what did you do better? So uh, constantly improve, 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 improve. Right? So those are kind of the, the four major areas. You want some work experience, you want resumes, uh, interviews, and networking. So that's the basics for if, if you're a recent grad and you're not employed and you want to get back into the working market. Now, the, the fifth one that I mentioned, which is probably the key to it all, is, is your mindset and your expectations, right? So the job hunt is, is hard, right? For those that told you, you're just going to graduate and get a job, it's not that easy necessarily, right? So you can expect the job hunt to take anywhere from one to six months, right? And that's even with a solid resume, good interview skills, and, and, a, and a good network, right? Now, the, the more that you put into your work experience, your practicing interviews, and, and your networking, the closer it'll be to one month than it'll be to, to six. But sometimes it's just a matter of market conditions or, or circumstances or whatever that lead you to the longer term. So if you're closer to the six, don't worry too much. If you're beyond the six, then definitely seek out some help, right? So you want folks to review your resume, right? Be it a career professional, someone in a, your co-op office, your career center, uh, an employment agency, get someone to uh, review it. And ideally, you want it to be a career professional, as in someone who was a previous recruiter, previous hiring manager that gives you feedback. So uh, the career centers are great, but sometimes they, they haven't actually hired, and they're just giving you uh, kind of the general ad advice uh, versus for a particular industry or a particular area that you want to get into. So see if you can get a, a career professional to review your resume. 
interviews you want to practice. So in addition to practicing yourself, recording on your smartphone, uh, or practicing in front of the mirror, you want to do some mock interviews with real people, right? Uh, some friends, uh, again, some some folks from the career center or career professionals, whoever you can get to give you some uh, a second opinion, a third opinion, a fourth opinion on how you're doing. Networking as well, uh, if, if you want to continue connecting. And for those who are really uh, good friends to see can you give me some feedback? Am I, do I come off uh, a little too uh, aggressive, assertive in my networking? Or uh, am I doing uh, the right things? Or do you have any other things to suggest? And keeping that, that the mindset of you can do it, right? So there's a quote by uh, Confucius who says, uh, he who thinks he can, and he who thinks he can't is probably right, right? So if you're there with the attitude of, I, I know I can get a job, it's just a matter of time, that's probably what will happen. But if you're of the uh, mindset that, oh my gosh, I submitted a hundred resumes already and I'll never get something. That's probably what's going to happen, right? So if you can make sure that throughout your day you recharge, surround yourself by people that will support you, then you'll be well on your way to land that role. And then when you do land that role, uh, then make sure that you take some time to thank everybody that helped you within within the process. And then uh, see if, if that role can be uh, that one that takes you to your purpose and growth and into your area of interest. Uh, or if it's something that is just more of a stepping stone uh, target and in order to get you to where, where you really want to be. So hopefully that's some good advice for those recent grads who uh, uh, are, are not employed and you, you may or may not have relevant work experience. You may or may not have your resume set up and, and, and kind of elevated. You may or may not be practicing interview questions. You may or may not have a great uh, network uh, and you may or may not have a, a good mindset. But hopefully this gave you some useful information for you to be able to start your job search and be successful in your job search in a more accelerated and, and faster fashion. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you in an upcoming episode. Thanks for joining us on the Swike Stuff I Wish I Knew Earlier, the podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you found this podcast. And if you can give us a review, that would be very appreciated. Feel free to contact me on LinkedIn at Luki Danu, L-U-K-I-D-A-N-U, and the same on most social media platforms. And I look forward to hearing from you. Thanks. Bye.